Hello there, it's Chris Reed here, host of the popular panel show podcast Idiot Wind. We were supposed to be recording series four of Idiot Wind, the popular panel show podcast, but we've gone into lockdown to hide from a virus, so we thought we'd do some apocalypse episodes instead. So this is the first one of those, and there'll be a few more. If you'd like to watch them, yeah. We are also live streaming them there on Saturdays at two o'clock UK time in the afternoon. Check out the Idiot Wind Facebook page or go to idiotwindpodcast.com for all of the information. There is a new way to support the podcast as well. If you enjoy the show and want us to carry on making them, then please consider chucking us a quid or two. You can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash idiotwind. That's ko-fi.com forward slash idiotwind or check out idiotwindpodcast.com. We hope that you're having a reasonable apocalypse and staying well. Please do stay indoors and wash everything constantly. Here is the first of our apocalypse episodes. show made by idiots for idiots we are delighted to be here we were supposed to be recording a, lo- a load of podcasts last weekend but because of the evil coronavirus we couldn't do that so instead we've gathered some idiots we've got some v idiots some e idiots for you today and we're gonna v podcast that's what we're doing let's meet our idiots on oh not on my left i was gonna say on my left on everybody's directly in front of me it might be <laughs> directly in front of me steve you probably are slightly to my left yes depending yeah. which end of the house you're sitting in and which way yeah. you're facing how are you doing um, keyword i am well i'm I wish i am i have I, that has never been so important i am well yeah that's we very, are all very well good. yeah um, i think i forgot to say that this is a coronavirus special i mean maybe that's obvious people maybe uh, were looking forward to idiot wind being on today and thought that's great a little bit of escapism from the horribleness no chance the entire quiz is about viruses diseases isolation and death excellent um, just, just that's what i up. hope for how's your isolation going you having fun um i'm good i'm good i'm just buying random things now uh just i have what, what have uh, you I, I bought some lego this week a couple of dragons um uh, bottle of vodka some i found some pasta um, a couple of dragons I, yeah i feel like that might be handy i've got two small children so they'll need a dragon each at some point <laughs> when uh when we enter dragon war stage all of, of, all uh, of the proceedings uh, yeah all of the bread and pasta had gone so you're just, you just yeah got dra- you got, got dragons or is that in place of toilet roll <laughs> you just burn it out yeah that's, <laughs> that's it well it's lovely lovely to have you here on steve's side is the um i'm gonna I, when I listen back to Idiot Wind, I realise that one word I say more than anything else is delightful. Everything is delightful. Everyone's delightful. So I'm not going to say it at all. I'd, joining Steve and on Steve's team for this this special episode of Idiot Wind is Danny O'Hara. Danny, how are you? I'm good. What's, what's, why am I not delightful, uh, Chris? You are, <laughs> but I just need to cut down on my usage because it's oh. going to become a word that doesn't mean anything. How's your isolation been going? I hear you're, um, you're shacked up with a handsome man. Uh, okay yeah it's going good i i mean um yeah my pond is halfway built that oh, is deep man that is deep, a, yeah but it will be you're a pond half full kind of gal 
<laughs> and <clears throat> chipping in there, we have the lovely Mark Wombersley, who's known as Womble. How are you doing, Womble? Um, I just need to, to point out that um, Mark couldn't actually make it today um, for unspecified reasons. So he sent me along in his place. Uh, I'm his twin brother. What are the unspecified reasons? Can you specify them? No. Um, you've got a lovely FedEx package in the background. You're supposed to ask me what my name is then. What's, oh, sorry. Sorry, not Mark. But what's your name? Um, it is Mark. We're identical. <laughs> I'll clean that up in the edit. I'm just going to have a look at your background. You've got a FedEx package there. What did you get in the post? Um, yeah, what did you order? A, I ordered a, a FedEx box. It's a FedEx oh. box. It's a new. It's a new console. It's it's going back to basics. You, it's, it's it's analog. We have something creeping in here as well. It looks like a sort of a handle or a, or a pipe or the inner is tube that, of a bike. Is that in front of the FedEx box? Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's... Um... Oh, I just got it. FedEx box, like FedEx yeah. box 360. Uh... <laughs> there is a bit yeah. of a lag on, on the Facebook thingy. Did everyone else get that? No. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I definitely did. Okay, split. Yeah, sorry. Split. No. And on Mark's team <laughs> is the... He is delightful. I don't care. I'm going to say it. It's the delightful Enrico Choni. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. I am delightful. How are you doing, man? I'm okay. I actually recently became a British citizen, officially. Yay! Woo! I'm hoping by the end of this podcast, I will still be a citizen. That <laughs> nothing that happens on this podcast will make them revoke it. I think Matthew does have the power to revoke citizenship. Oh, oh man. All right, let's uh, find out a team name. Stephen Danny, what yeah. are you called? Uh, well, oh, I, wow. I, I thought, because I'm, I'm coming, we're coming, I'm in my kids' playroom, so I thought we could be called pirates, unless Danny disagrees terribly, because we're a democracy. No, the pirates is good for me. Did you want to add okay. anything to the, to the pirates? Did you want to? Yeah, I wanted to say the red pirates. Okay, Stephen, Daniel, the red pirates, <clears throat> and uh, Mark and Enrico. And um, well, you you said earlier to just look around and and see something and mm. name your team off that, and uh, I can see a hanging tablet. A hanging tablet. So you're the hanging tablets. Yes, yeah. apparently, I think so. Okay, so we have the red pirates versus the hanging tablet. There's only one thing left to do before we start the quiz, and that's go for our first time to that which we call V Matthew Corner. Hey, V Matthew. How's V Matthew Corner? Hello, V Matthew Corner is wonderful, thank you. Yeah. You have a lot of guitars in V Matthew Corner. Are you a bit <laughs> of a guitarist? Um, I am. I also have oh, it's a banjo. A, a, random, a random banjo lying around. Nice. Oh, that's just broken. Uh, you, yeah, let's... Do you, like, do you like all string things? I like most string things, yes. Let's see if we can make it to, to round one. Sort it out. Yes, round one is called Sort It Out. And uh, as, th as this is the uh, virus isolation death special, um, I thought we'd talk about the things that people need, that humans need to survive, because we might all be going into a survival state of mind fairly, fairly soon. Um, so there was this chap called Maslow who created um, a hierarchy of needs. And I just want to know, teams, what do you think are some of the things that Maslow thought are essential to human existence what do humans need they go through in in order from bottom to top in a like a hierarchy let's go first to the red pirates what do humans need so when you say from bottom to top do we start with our bottoms what our <laughs> humans need <laughs> you think so your first up. your your first um guess is bottoms well a hole for the bottom to go in i think a hole for the bottom to go in or a hole in the bottom for stuff to come out no well a, ho a hole so that things can go 
in from the other hole so that it can be kept in one place. <laughs> what? You want to put things in your <laughs> bum? Ooh. That's your first essential need. That's where all the toilet paper's gone. Danny's, Danny's been sponsored by the Times Cryptic Crossword uh, on this <laughs> And just, just generally in life. Um, okay, well, maybe I took that too literally. Hey, Steve, what do you think? So, so Danny, uh, I think you're saying toilets, right? Well, I'm saying that toilet is a very, you know, advanced, developed hole, basically. You may mm -hmm. have to go to the outdoors and use a hole. So I'm just saying a hole that's into that deposits other stuff is this your way of talking to me about cleaning the toilet better oh god <laughs> steve any thoughts um i've i've actually uh read about maslow's um no, pretend, pretend you haven't i have but i have no recollection of it oh that's okay that's uh, fine and i realized Memory? this week uh, nobody knows what they want um but we need to be able to get it very quickly now and afterwards we will realize that whatever we got is a mistake <laughs> essentially that's that's what i've learned from my shopping experiences nothing i don't know what i want i've got to get it quick ah oh, this isn't it this, this is how you ended up with me. dragons yeah. instead of food dragons absolutely yeah um yeah um hanging tablet what are the essential fundamental human needs well following on from danny's holistic approach <laughs> um <laughs> i think obviously toilet paper has, has been proved by um literally everyone uh recently um is an essential need we don't actually know why i think it was just one person stockpiled someone else saw them stockpiling didn't know why they were stockpiling but just thought well we better stockpile as well because there will be no toilet rolls and then it just it was a chain reaction yeah at the toilet chain reaction yeah yeah how many puns yeah. can mark get in <laughs> um, um, I will we'll count. Can we put a counter on? We there? I wish we had a mark pun counter. Um, I really so how many was that already? There was about twelve. Three. Three. Okay. Oh, felt, it felt yeah, like twelve. I have to start from now, so we'll start on three. All right, start on three. Enrico, human needs. Do you have any? Yeah, I mean, um, I I, th I thought I could I should go with a comedy answer, but then I, yes. you know I, I'm just gonna be yes. just gonna say what we all what we all know is true, uh, that all humans need ox blood. Just jars <laughs> of ox. <laughs> they make you strong as yeah. an ox and it makes you smart as an ox and uh, you know <laughs> what what else you know it's just it's not funny but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh how smart are oxes well they, they're as smart as they need to be that's why went to, all, all went to oxford <laughs> yeah i mean that's why i, I mean it's that's why the ox blood is in the periodic table isn't it it's just they just yeah. call it ox oxygen but it's, it's, it's the, we all need it the, the largest number on the periodic table is ox blood. Yeah. Because it's like is, the biggest, most important thing. I think it's like 112 or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the ox, it... the, ox, the, ox, the oxen and the cows knew this was going to happen, this, this mm -hmm. virus. Mm -hmm. They sat down in the field and we all know that that, that means it's either going to rain yeah. or there'll be a big global pandemic or they're just a bit tired and they want to sit down. Do you think it's, um, they've been sort of, working on this since the mad cow disease yeah yeah this is yeah. this is the revenge of the cow yeah <laughs> it's also if you think about it it's an interesting coincidence that oxes oxen whatever and cows contain this i think it's oxi oxi yes that sounds right actually uh but it's interesting that they contain the blood to begin with like clearly they know something right to to already hold the, this magical substance inside them 
right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think we should all be. I think if we combine Enrico and Danny's answers, I think the only sensible way forward is to force oxen up our anuses. Good. Anyone else got any other thoughts? Think, thinking about that. <laughs> well, uh, it's put a whole different light on the Oxo Cube for me now that you've said that, Chris. <laughs> My, my human need is the lead to my record player. I, I can't find it. I live in the house, the same house as my vinyl for the first time in 30 years. And uh, um, I, yeah, can't play any of it. So um, oh, man. I will I will lose my mind if that doesn't happen soon. You can just sit there, look at the grooves. Yeah, yeah. Try and imagine what sound they'd make. Yeah. Actually, I, there was one thing that my partner brought up earlier. I was asking her about this. So I was curious to hear if she also thought that Oxford was very important. Uh, but she uh, she pointed out that you should have an enemy that you need an enemy and we all we all a real like a, a trivial enemy you know we all think of Castaway yes. you know and he makes his friend out of a ball but it would have been more yeah. realistic if he made a trivial enemy out of the ball. Good, excellent, excellent answers. Uh, over to Matthew and Matthew Corner to see if anyone got any bloody points. Uh, well, there's definitely been a bloody point for Enrico mm -hmm. for the ox blood thing uh, if you use it as either food, water, or sexual intimacy. That is okay. Uh, oh so yeah. Which we know he does. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's one point to yeah. the hanging tablets. Um, Danny got gets a point for a hole in the bottom. Yay! Because excretion <laughs> is, up, is at the bottom. Well, we know excretion's at the bottom. Where else would you do it? The bottom of the table and the bottom oh. of the ox blood. Uh, and I gave uh, Steve a point for spontaneity because uh, he just exudes spontaneity. So I thought, why not? Yeah, lovely. Uh, cool. Good stuff. So yeah, the the needs are starting from the most important to the to the to the, the most base are uh, physiological. So that's breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, homeostasis, which I'm not quite sure what it is. What can a clever person than me tell me what homeostasis is? Uh, it's to do with balance, I think, keeping the equilibrium between the outside and the inside. But I don't know exactly what it means in this specific context. Well, like in terms of, like, it's not yeah. liking change. It's the tendency towards like a relatively change. stable equilibrium. Ah, yeah, thanks, but no, you, well. did, did yeah. you just look that up, Matthew, or did you just? Yes, I did. I just looked it up, obviously. Or yeah. do you just talk like a dictionary? <laughs> um, and excretion is down there. Say, then next up is safety, security, body, employment, resources. Then love and belonging is third. Friendship, family, sexual intimacy. Then esteem. Then self-actualization. Acceptance of facts um, is one of those. So let's hope that our politicians can make it to that level at some point. So it doesn't actually mention toilet rolls. It's, that mentions excretion, but mm -hmm. not toilet rolls specifically. So, yeah, people need to be less worried about toilet rolls. I think we should move on. Yes, round three is called What the What the Fuck. It's on the buzzers, teams. The teams have virtual buzzers. It's quite interesting. We'll see how this works. Question one. How did a group of wild elephants take advantage of this current situation in Yunnan province in China, where the population is self-isolating? They got themselves elected and took over civilization. No, that's Mark. Um, did they do a conga through the main streets and uh, video it uh, for later? I mean... I don't know that they didn't. Maybe give have a point, Enrico. Uh, did they touch each other's faces? Like did they touch their, their own faces with the proboscis? Because the they, they can't pass it on, so they just really kind of have a face touching over They're just lording it over us. They stand outside people's houses, just touching each other's faces. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Bloody elephants! They piss me right off. Uh, no, any other guesses, Mark? Um, I know the actual answer. Do you want to? Yeah. St hang on. Let's, let's see if Steve's got anything to say. 
Steve? Oh, I was going to say they uh, they invaded the local Weatherspoons and got a nice <laughs> meal deal and then got ratted on something blue that was cheap. Oh, do you know what? A point to Steve or half a point or some kind of point to Steve because he just said something which was true. Danny? Ooh, it was Weatherspoons. took advantage um, and went shopping and um, took out all of their shopping and just displayed it on the roads for people to see and said, but stuck their trunk up at everybody. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't do that. They did. They did procure food. So I'm going to give mm. you something for, for shopping there. Um, have a point or something like that. Uh, uh, Mark. Well, they kind of invaded a like a, a vineyard or something and got drunk out of their skulls and all collapsed off the, the wine or something that was made there. They did. Yeah. They broke into a farm to find food where they found and drank 30 kilograms of corn wine and drank right. it all. And then they, ha- they slept it off. Did they find a bin and throw up and then throw it down and then just start all over again and then try and get a kebab? <laughs> An elephant-sized kebab? Yeah. <laughs> just three sheep on, a, sheep on a tree, I guess. Uh... Yeah. Question two. Why did Kirkham Street Sports and Social Club make retired bus driver Morris Fox self-isolate himself in a car park? Steve. Because they didn't like him. No. Mark. Uh, he kept getting naked. No. Danny. Mm. Oh, I had that. Uh, because he, he'd, he'd come in the wrong kind of lycra and it wasn't doing its job. <laughs> no. Enrico? <laughs> because he didn't exist. Oh. No, it wasn't that. I don't know why I went, ooh, Mark. Because Mark. he was the bus. <laughs> he wasn't the bus. Danny. Because that's what they were doing with everyone, so they could do all their aerobics outside in the car park. No, not true. Specifically him. It's not a million miles away from the territory that we've been in. It's surprising that most things centre around toilet-based things on this show. Oh, no. I'm basically a 12-year-old boy, aren't I? I can't buzz in, but I think there's something to oh. do with poo. <laughs> I'll tell you what the answer was. They had so many complaints about his farting that they wrote a letter to him asking him if he wouldn't mind sitting near the door and leaving when he needed to pass wind. When interviewed by the local paper, Fox stated, I was surprised by the letter. Somebody must have complained about the noise. My farts are loud, but there's no smell whatsoever. (laughs) Oh my God, I don't think this is a precedent that people can start. No, what was not a precedent? What, farting in the car parks? Do you think people... No, sending out letters to people that fart. I mean, there's a lot of people with a lot of letters coming their way. Okay, let's move on. Question three. What was unusual about a message received in Hampshire by paramedic Roger Flux to attend a suspected heart attack? Danny. It was in emojis with a kiss kiss at the end. (laughs) No. Uh, Buzz, buzz. My buzz is not working. Uh, It was uh, actually to attend Ian Duncan Smith and everybody thought he didn't have a heart. (laughs) <laughs> oh. yeah. no well politics uh, was it from his colleague saying hey you left me behind you bastard <laughs> no it was not I've, was he surprised because actually he'd just come off his milk round no was was it his own heart from the future <laughs> half <laughs> a point <laughs> it was in fact what oh. <laughs> Mark did you have something yeah um, did it say see you later, defibrillator? 
Hey, seven. <laughs> uh, no, it was in fact uh, that he was the one having the heart attack. What? His, oh, wow. his wife. His wife died. No, no, no. Ned sent the message uh, to him to attend his own uh, heart attack. After oh. making a full recovery, Roger Flux told the local media, "It proves that the system works. It is supposed to locate and alert the closest possible paramedic." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, question four. What did Dr. Ronnie Jackson do to try and help President Trump? That'll never quite sound right, will it? To help Trev- President Trump's health. Buzz. Enrico. Uh, give him a, f- a fresh new layer of orange paint. <laughs> no. Uh, Buzz. Steve. Um, basically, he just told him to change everything. Every choice you make in your life, do it the other way. That will improve your health. It's good advice. It wasn't what he did. Anyone else? He suggested he might. He needed more sun and go, and he should go for a holiday in Mexico. Sorry, um, yeah, I was just going to say, didn't he hide vegetables in his food? Yes, he did. Points to ah. Mark. He hid vegetables, his food, and and uh, hid the ice cream. One of his <laughs> tricks was to sneak cauliflower into his mashed potato. Um, and it. Oh, this he... is man three years old. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an insult to all three-year-olds. <laughs> Um, but sadly enough when he went for his next uh, doctor's appointment he had gained four pounds all right that brings us to the end of what the what the fuck it's over to matthew to find out the scores and the pun count well i'm not going to lie to you there is a man wrestling with a satellite disc just in front of me and i was watching him for a lot of it because it looks like it's about to fall and it could be quite funny um (laughs) but i did manage to get enough out of what you're saying to to see that the points are five and a half to the red pirates in brackets unless danny disagrees and five and a half to the hanging tables. Oh, it's five and a half all. Five and a half all. Oh my god, it's so exciting! <laughs> all right. So if I disagree, do I get an extra point? No, your team name is the Red Pirates. Open brackets unless Danny disagrees. Close brackets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a meatloaf song. Um, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a shame. But if Danny disagrees on the points, it doesn't make any difference, presumably. Absolutely not. Oh, no. In fact, you might lose one. Okay, it's time to go to one of my favourite places. Let's go to Matthew Corner. I'm Dr. Tommy Givens. My area of expertise is Matthew. Matthew is intimate. Matthew is exotic. Matthew is mundane. Matthew is familiar. Matthew is stubborn at times or difficult. I have come to abolish Matthew. Matthew, what have you got for us? Um, On the theme of uh, epidemics and viruses and death and all those lovely things, um, this round is called Silent But Deadly. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to read out the names of some famous epidemics and you just have to list them in order of the percentage of the world's population they killed. This sounds perfect. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Who's going first? Is it um, individual or teams? Uh, I think by teams, otherwise we may be here for most of the day. All right, let's have the first pandemic. Uh, Well, Antonine (laughs) Plague. Pantomime Plague. Pantomime Plague. Antonine in first century Rome. People turn into pantomime donkeys. (laughs) Oh no, they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You come out in buttons. So, so if, if I give you two, if you can decide between you which one killed more, and then that will uh, be okay. through a lot. Yeah, yeah, I was going to so, say, yeah. <laughs> Antonine Plague, first century AD, or Black Death of the 13th century? Okay, pirates. Mm. Oh, oh, this is. Well, Steve, my, my feeling is, is how many buttons are there in the world, you know? How many buttons? Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. 
How many and buttons? Why does that? How does that? How many buttons? With a pantomime. pantomime. Oh. Still with a pantomime. Still thinking. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going. Don't know. Very zen for a minute. Um, I, I don't feel want like a, a, a wishy-washy we're, we're, answer. We're behind you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it feels I like mean... a trick question to me. That answer we the would question, all, Steve. We how would many buttons the are there in the world? <laughs> I would say it's probably the Antonine plague because the Black Death we think of as the big one, but mm. we probably just were less interested in the Romans. Oh, sorry, Steve. Are you calling it the Antonine Plague? I thought that was. I thought that's what it was. I don't oh, know. Okay. I like said anyway. <laughs> I don't think it actually is the is the Pantomime Plague. But as I, a bonus bonus question, could I have a guess from you two at how many buttons you think there are in the world? <laughs> oh, if you well, had to guess, I ate I ate a packet this morning, so um, I'd say um, there's a few less. There's a few less. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> Um, I'd say it's about a hundred times three quarters of the world's population. It's a good answer. It's a good sensible answer. Yeah. Sorry. Um, let's get. Uh, what's what was your answer as to the Matthew question? Well, I'm gonna. I think Steve said it was the Antamine plague. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, Yes, he did. Uh, it was actually <laughs> yeah. the, bl- the Black Death that killed more at nearly no. a quarter of the world's population. What? Oh. Um, one so quarter. not a trick question. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. The, uh, the, the Antonine Plague only removed 0.039%. You say 0.03 people. <laughs> Was it just okay, a man so, uh, called Dave? Or, uh, his legs fell off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, of those then, um, let's take the Antonine Plague or the Ebola outbreak. Is this for hanging tablet? Oh, um, I don't know. I, I like I like this kid, this this Black Death kid. I think he he's uh, you know he's uh, he's he's gonna you know he's got something you know. So I, I'm gonna stick. I I I, I suspect it's uh, you know I got a good was, feeling out of it. You know. Was that one of the options? Yeah, it wasn't I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. No, but glad you're paying attention. <laughs> I think it's probably still the Antonine over the Ebola, but that's because I'm going alphabetical. Wait, 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 wait. So the Black Death is no longer an option because it... No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did, you say, did you say Antonine, Mark? Um, only by alphabetical choice. <laughs> Not uh, by any logic or experience. Yeah. I quite like your method, except I am reading them out in alphabetical order uh, rather than anything else. Uh, however, you are still no. right. Um, oh. the, the Ebola outbreak only killed uh, 11,800 people which is 0.0001% of the population as of 2016. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then last one go on. for anyone, Spanish mm-hmm. flu of 1918 or uh, swine flu of 2009. Buzz. Buzz. Steve and Danny. Buzz. I thought I think it's Spanish. Spanish flu. Yeah. Going for Spanish flu. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging tablets. Do you want to go for the other one for the sake of making the quiz interesting? No, it's Spanish blue. It's just the right. Game is about the truth. Black right, yeah, black okay. Death. okay, yeah, well, for a tiebreaker, <laughs> Spanish flu or black death? Oh. At the biggins. Black death. I think black death as well. well. I think it was a quarter or three quarters of the population. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Can you well, remind part- me how many people died of the black death? Weren't they like a party band in the early 80s? Yeah, Spanish yeah. Flu. Black Death. Black Death, <laughs> um, Black Death <laughs> is reported to have killed about 115 million people, which for the population of the time is about 0.24%. Okay. I'm going to have to push you for a guess because Steve's about to run out of battery. 
Okay. Well, what I've got sixteen percent. I'm all right. I, I think Black oh, Death. In I that think case, the... take your time. Oh, no. <laughs> in that I'm, case, can I'm... I push you for an answer for the sake of everybody's sanity? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's Black Lace. Black Lace killed more people. Black Lace. Both uh, Black Lace. Yeah. Agachu. Agachu. They're all like, dead now. Yeah. Did you get that pun? Agachu. Black Lace. Agachu. Ah. Uh, it is Black Death that killed more. However, well, it didn't kill more. Um, Spanish flu was about the same number of deaths, but because the population was higher, it's mm-hmm. only a third of the population. Oh. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, another That's study. comforting. So who won that round, Matthew? <laughs> I don't really care, to be honest, Chris. I don't think there's really any winners here, are there? Would you like to randomly award some points and we'll move on with the final round? Yes, so the Red Pirates have six and the Hanging Tables have 6.01 rounded to six. Lovely stuff. All right, it's time for the final round. All right, this one is on the buzzers teams. If your buzzers are still working, if not, then just say the word buzz. I'm going to just reset everybody's buzzer. Oh, they already are. Um, okay, and everything is to play for because there's no points in it whatsoever. Question one, what is a virus? Mark, you've buzzed. Um, it's, a, it's a backwards serif. <laughs> Very good. Enrico? Uh, it's obviously the nickname of John Malkovich's character in the 1997 Nicolas Cage classic, Con Air. Yes, right, very good. Have a point wow. for extreme Cage knowledge. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah. What is a virus? No, it is in fact a small infectious agent that replicates only inside living cells of an organism. Question two, how many viruses are there in the world? Different types of virus are there in the world? Buzz. Oh, Mark. Seven. One per continent. No. Buzz. <laughs> Uh, Enrico? It's a trick question. It should be how many viri there are. Yeah, have a point. Have a point. <laughs> uh, Buzz. Steve? It's 42. That's what Douglas Adams was on about. No, it's not that, I'm afraid. Yeah. It would be lovely if it was. Anyone else? Danny, do you want to guess? Uh, Danny? Yeah, there is um, half of the population, whatever that number is. Um, no, there are, in fact, uh, 1,939,140. That according like half the population to of the world an to me. estimate. I think there's more than 200 million people in the world. About 7.6 billion, I think. Yeah. Most of, most of them are watching this. <laughs> no, I Mark, think it's actually the same of number of buttons. It's the same number as the number of buttons, actually. Uh, yeah, retrospectively, yeah. Pete, Pete, yeah. Uh, Pete. Who's Pete? Steve gets a point for there being exactly the same number of buttons and viruses in the world. Um, yeah. Question three. What is the world record for being adrift at sea alone the longest? No one knows because they're still there, Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Buzz. Anyone Buzz, else? It's, Steve. Uh, it's, a, it's a seagull. He, he's just there the whole time. He's... Uh, just scared of people and we chips. are I, I didn't specify i have a point because i didn't specify humans we're talking human beings mm. ah okay but have a point uh, um danny 73 weeks oh shit what's that in days oh 73 times seven Buzz. hang on i'm just doing some maths 190 days no <laughs> oh danny yours are definitely going to be wrong 511 days no you're way off anyone else <laughs> god danny <laughs> Why are you so rubbish? Um, okay, it was in fact 133 days. It was Stuart Poon Lim of Hong Kong, based in Hong Kong of the UK Merchant Navy. His ship, the uh, SS Ben Lamond, was torpedoed in the Atlantic on the 23rd of November 1942, and he was picked up by a Brazilian fishing boat in Brazil on the 5th of April 1943. Uh, and he was surprisingly good. He was able to walk. He'd just been on a little raft for 133 days. There you go. Um, all right, question four. Who is this? It's Matthew's impression. 
Uh, it's actually more of a what is this? Okay. Um, <coughs> what is that? Uh, Buzz. That is, um, Buzz. Steve. That is the the human personification of phlegm. Is that right, Matthew? Well, I, I don't know. I was actually asking. I don't know if I should go to a doctor with it. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, did you have any thoughts? Yes, that is the government's way of getting our attention away from Brexit. That was. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was I was not thinking about Brexit for that, so I think that's right. Okay, there we go. Points for Danny. Question five: What does an apple a day do? Uh, with uh, Buzz. Zenrico. Uh, fiber. It's a uh, healthy digestion. Yes. Well done for uh, being Buzz. <laughs> correct and not fucking funny, Danny. <laughs> Uh, well, it does whatever it wants because this is um, a freedom that apples have. They can be whoever they want and align with whoever they want to. It's very, very <laughs> important to have a point. Buzz. Enrico. It's bankruptcy. If you're buying an Apple product every day, then <laughs> you run out. Yes, have two points. That's much better than what I've got written down and I'm not going to read mine out now because yours is better. Question six. What did 310 people from Medical Solutions in Omaha do to celebrate International Nurses Week? Buzz. Steve. They all became nurses. <laughs> no. Every single one of them. That would have been a much better thing to do. Yeah. No. Anyone else? Um, they all, what crazy um, stunt did they do? The crazy stunt. Um... They um, all feigned an injury so that they could support the nurses in work. No, but that's a great, great idea. Would nurses appreciate more f- fictional injuries clogging up their work day? They, they uh, liquidized several nurses and created a medical solution and went to prison for a very long time. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a, a terrible thing. To celebrate nursing. Um, no, yeah. you'd be surprised to hear it was not that. It was, in fact, okay. they, they formed an extremely large R, letter R and letter N with their bodies and then photographed it from a drone. <sighs> Good. All right. Uh, as a, as a, a visual question, um, who is this? And for audio listeners, there is a picture of David Duchovny on the screen. <laughs> Anyone? Who, Who is, is this? this? Yes. David DeCopio on a Yep, on the... point, point for Danny. Well done. Uh, question <laughs> eight. What is Vic's VapoRub made from? Is it whatever got David DeCopio into those jeans? <laughs> Quite possibly. That's a really good question. I've always wondered about this. Would you like to have a guess? Maybe a, a humorous one? <laughs> Danny. Oh, Mark. This... No, it's Mark. What's that, Danny or Mark? It's me. Um... But right. thanks for giving me more time to think of an answer. Uh, is it those like cough sweets, all crushed up and then uh, liquidized and then uh, put into a pot? No, it's and not then that. Rubbed on the chest and other Buzz, areas. Buzz, Enrico. Um, I actually saw a documentary on this about this <laughs> on Netflix. So it's they have these uh, factories and it's children who are sleeping and they they pump out the dreams that they, <laughs> that they dream and they put them in these little like jars and that's Vic's vapor. <laughs> it's okay. it's, it's the like dreams of children yeah buzz uh steve um i think it is made from the earwax of people called vic uh <laughs> vic reeves queen victoria um there's probably more my You've uncle vic You've yeah, yeah. Vic's already yeah. uh <laughs> victor meldrew no yeah. uh, it isn't a fact camphor eucalyptus oil menthol cedar leaf oil nutmeg oil petroleum Petrolatum. I've written down petrolatum. Is that a thing? Petrolatum, thymol, and turpentine oil. Question nine. What is Seattle resident Navina Shine doing to improve her health? Um, uh, Mark. Changing her name? <laughs> no. 
Uh, Buzz? Steve? Is she calling up Dr. Fraser Crane and asking his advice about something? <laughs> no. There is a clue in her name, Navina Shine. She's polishing herself with oh. leftover Vix bottles. No, Mark? I was going to say she's polishing off all her vegetables. <laughs> no, she's in fact buzz, eating. Buzz, 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 buzz. Enrico, Enrico. Yes. I know this, I know this. Got an urgent so, buzz. So just like any Dr. Torchwood fan knows, Cardiff sits on a time rift, right? Seattle is the same. Now, in the 19th century, Seattle didn't have a proper sewage system. So I, I think that Navina Shine is somehow preventing Seattle from slipping down into the past, into the late 19th century, when it didn't have a sewage system. And so she's not saving her own health, she's saving the whole city's health. That is true, but the question was what she's doing to save her, her health. Okay. Everything that you said was true, but that's okay. not the, what we're looking for. It is, in fact, it is in fact that she plans to live on light alone. She does, she's not going to eat anything. Uh, Dr. Ronald, for a hundred hundred days, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, medical director of the Hoffman Center and host of the weekly health talk podcast said it was delusional to think that you can escape biology. Question 10. Can you name uh, your favorite home remedy for a sore throat? There's some famous ones of Danny. No, Mark. You mean getting one or relieving one? <laughs> Let's have both. What's your favourite remedy for getting a sore throat? Carrot. And for relieving it? Mashed Another carrot. carrot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I buzz? just tell you? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. No, Danny, you go. <laughs> Danny. Uh, I did try this actually once. You chop up an onion and you put it in a tea towel and you hang it around your neck. Wow. Does that work? <laughs> it did not work, but I tried it. <laughs> what do you think's under that scarf? <laughs> Steve, uh, I, cheap whiskey is is what I go yes. for. Is that uh, to, to get a sore throat or to get generally rid of all of it, just all the time, constantly? Just drink whiskey all of the time. Buzz. Any yes, Enrico. I mean, there are many ways to, you, one can get a sore throat, um, and I think <laughs> one of them uh, would be prevented by garlic crucifix, potentially um, like a kind of steak to keep. Yeah. Them. Table. That's more of, more of a sort of external first sore throat, isn't it? Yeah, no it's still a sore throat. It's the sore throat. I think and points it leads to worse things like undeadness. Yeah, which maybe undeath. Yeah. Is it called undeath? Yes. All right, that brings us to the end of the quiz. What an exciting quiz it was! Thank you to everybody for taking part and the various people who have astonishingly given up some time to to watch this bullshit. Um, let's go over to Matthew and see what the final conclusion of this exciting challenge is, Matthew. Well, that was a very exciting last round. Uh, There were loads of points. The only problem is that there were loads of points from both teams, and so it is a dead heat at 12 points each. It's a dead heat, so nobody gets the um, cure for coronavirus. Uh, Matthew's going to keep that for himself. But you have the satisfaction of it being an honourable draw. Uh, Danny and Steve, any, any final thoughts before Steve runs out of battery? No. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I think I think when I when the things get really tough, uh, I'm going to come and steal one of Matt's guitars to fight fight off the hordes with. Take the sharp pointy one. Yeah, that looks like the good one. That's I, yeah. Yeah, that that sharp pointy one has a very sharp pointy bit on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've oh, screen okay. grabbed that one. That's the one I'll be looking for. Are you going to uh, attack attack them with a screen grab? Of a pointy thing. Well, no, it was, it was so I, you know, because I might have forgotten by then, so I'll need a picture <laughs> of the guitar to identify which is the pointy one, probably. 
Yeah. Okay. Good. Um. Uh. Mark and Enrico, the hanging. Uh. What's uh, tablets? How? Uh, have any any parting thoughts? Um. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, ask for a refund on the virus that I put in Steve's phone. It didn't obviously work quick enough. Um, <laughs> uh, Still got fourteen percent. Yeah. yeah. Enrico, do you think a do you think a draw is a true reflection of what we're, what's just happened? Um. I don't think so. No, no. I, I, I think that um, we should have won. Yeah. Because yeah. That's how games work. I think, I think you're probably right, to be yeah. honest. This has been uh, fun. We're going to do more of these, I think. Uh, so keep an eye on the Idiot Win Facebook page. Do all of the normal things. Um, go to idiotwinpodcast.com to see all of our previous episodes. Find us on Facebook and on Twitter. If you'd like to support this nonsense, we'd love that. You can go to patreon.com forward slash idiotwind and support us from as little as $1 per episode. Hope you're all having a lovely isolation. We'll be back with a non-virus and non-death related episode next week. So join us for that for some true escapism and uh, silliness. But until then, thank you to Steve Keyworth, to Danny O'Hara, to Mark Womersley, to Enrico Choni, of course, to the delightful Matthew Hayward. I've been Chris Reed. See you next time when we once again play Idiot Wind. Hey, it's me again. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We are live streaming some episodes throughout the coronavirus pandemic. Please check out Idiot Wind on Facebook for when they are. They're normally Saturday afternoons about two o'clock UK time, which is UTC plus one. The music, our lovely theme tune, which I didn't talk over at the end of this one because it's just a really great piece of music, is Yes, I Do by the Melvins. Check them out. Um, And it's under Creative Commons license on the Free Music Archive. We're also incredibly grateful to anybody who has uh, supported us. We appreciate it even more during these tough times uh, to our two executive producers, Amy Womersley and Rene LaRue. If you would like to support us, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash idiotwind if you'd like to pledge an amount per episode from as little as a dollar or you can go to ko-fi.com forward slash idiotwind and you can just chuck a quid or something into our virtual tip jar Uh, we'd be very grateful of that too thanks for listening stay well and we'll see you again for another one of these soon